Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Holiest Hot Mess Life. So this is going to be a week of being really real, because last week was just a really rough week. And as I sat here procrastinating recording this podcast, (laughs) and as I kept praying and asking God, what do you want me to talk about this week? And I kept searching scripture, and I kept um, procrastinating some more. I just was really actually dreading recording the podcast for this week because as we're living our holiest hot mess lives, there's a lot going on out there that makes it a struggle sometimes to stay prayerful. But because we know and love the Lord Jesus, and because we are known and loved by the Lord Jesus, we can find our encouragement in Him even now. So, for today, we are looking at Psalm 142. That's where the Lord led me, so that's where we're going. Um, Psalm 142 is a um, psalm of David. It's called a prayer for help, and it's actually coming from, um, it also is coming from 1 Samuel chapter 22, verses one, verse 1, and 1 Samuel 20, 24, verse 3. So you can use those as reference scriptures. I wasn't going to read the whole psalm, but I think I am going to read the whole psalm. And I doubt we'll do this in less than 10 minutes, but you never know because God is a miracle worker. So Psalm 142, beginning in verse 1. I call to the Lord for help. I plead with him. I bring him all my complaints. I tell him all my troubles. When I am ready to give up, he knows what I should do. In the path where I walk, my enemies have hidden a trap for me. When I look beside me, I see that there is no one to help me, no one to protect me, no one cares for me. Lord, I cry to you for help. You, Lord, are my protector. You are all I want in this life. Listen to my cry for help, for I am sunk in despair. Save me from my enemies. They are too strong for me. Set me free from my distress. Then in the assembly of your people, I will praise you because of your goodness to me. So that was all seven verses. So I don't know about you, um, but last week was really hard with the shooting in Uvalde. It just, it continues to break my heart. And while I know that God is still on the throne and I know that God is able and I trust him and I love him, I also am in deep despair. (laughs) And I thought about this as I was preparing what to record for the podcast for this week and I thought about how I know I'm not the only one in deep despair and I didn't want to just come on here and do like podcasts as usual I wanted to really pause and recognize that we might be in deep despair and I found that this Psalm 142 of David this prayer for help is encouraging because David was in deep despair this was when he was um in a cave hiding from Saul and he thought Saul was going to find him and kill him and that was going to be the end. And while that might not be your circumstances, um, there are circumstances going on in this world that, that put us into places of deep despair. Anytime innocent people are hurt um, or killed, it's, it's a lot for us to take in. And I know you all have heard me talking about... Um, working in a middle school and being around my middle school students and one thing that one of my middle school students said to me last week was every time she walks in a classroom now she 
automatically looks for where she could hide if she had to. And that just broke my heart. Like, the world shouldn't be like that. Children shouldn't have to look around the room for hiding spots. That shouldn't be their first point of um, business when they walk into a classroom. So... I wanted to make sure that we spent this week really going deep in God and really finding our peace and our hope in Him. So I hope this hasn't been a depressing entrance <laughs> into this podcast. But I also want to recognize that it's really, really hard. And sometimes when we're living our hot mess lives, um, it is really hard. So I want us, before we get deeper into the verses, the actual verses of the psalm, I want to pause and I want us to reflect on other times that is that it has been hard because unfortunately like seriously unfortunately this is not our first school shooting this is not our first slaughter of innocence this is not our first difficult thing um the fact that it came the day before the two-year anniversary of george floyd's murder was just definitely impactful to me on so many other levels and so i want to pause and i want to think about um what are other times in our lives that we've been in deep despair and how has God helped us? Because we know God is helping us. We know God is weeping with us. We know that he is with us. He is here. He sees it. He, he knows about it. Um, so let's reflect on times in our past that we've struggled in despair and how has God helped. And we'll be right back. So I don't know about you, but when I reflect on times of deep despair, how God has helped and healed, um, it's one of the things that I find encouraging that in these moments where it feels like our bodies are in physical pain because of how much emotional pain we're in, that we can look back and we can see that this is not sadly the first time we felt this way, but we know that when we have been in these places before that God has healed us, God has helped us, God has changed things around. And I also wanted to think about and to talk about on today that God is not, um, he's not afraid of our anger. You know, it's okay to be angry. I've had some really angry conversations with God lately. Um, a friend of mine recently texted me about yelling at God about something else. And I think that people often feel like when we're being respectful of God, when we're being reverent of God, that means we have to always approach him a certain specific way. And yes, it's absolutely important to be respectful of God and to have reverence for God and to recognize how holy God is. But it's also important to recognize that he's our father. He's our Abba. He's our daddy. And he loves us enough to listen to our angry delivery and still help us. And so we don't need to be all prettied up and polite when we're frustrated and angry and in despair with God because he's right there in anger and despair with us. So let's go back to the psalm. When David says, I call to the Lord for help, I plead with him. I bring him all my complaints. I tell him all my troubles. When I'm ready to give up, he knows what I should do. In the path where I walk, my enemies have hidden a trap for me. I feel like sometimes our enemies are people that we have problems with face-to-face, people we know, but I feel like also sometimes our enemies are people like in larger global senses of the words. Um, And I don't want to make this political. I I do want to say that there are people in this world who 
I kind of tipped my head in questioning like, "Mm, what's going on there? (laughs) Because the decisions that they make, that they claim they're making because they believe it's the right decision, I'm just curious why they think some of these decisions are the right decision. Um, I had a conversation with my husband about how I just cannot possibly understand what the purpose of having um, automatic and semi-automatic weapons be in the public for sale. I just don't get it. Um, And so there are things, there are decisions that are being made that, that baffle me, that I don't understand. And so I bring these to God. I go to God. We can go to God with our anger. We can go to God with our sorrow. We can go to God with our frustration and with our confusion. And I love that David says, I bring him all my complaints. I tell him all my troubles because God wants to hear them. He wants us to be in conversation with him. And so I like when David says, um, when I'm ready to give up, he knows what I should do. We have to be mindful that God is aware of all of this. And I often think about how since God is outside of time and he sees everything, he's everywhere at once, I think about how grieved God was watching that individual enter that school in Evalde. How grieved God was, maybe even in the morning, knowing that this was coming. How grieved God was watching the families Um, knowing because God would have known what was coming next. So God was grieving before anybody even knew there was a reason to grieve. And I think about how people get frustrated and people say, well, you know, God could have stopped it. God could have done this. God could have done that. But we have to remember that God has blessed us with free will. And maybe it's not always a blessing, but we have our own will And we have to know that we can trust that God is in control even when bad, horrible things happen. So this part when David says, verse 4, When I look beside me, I see that there is no one to help me, no one to protect me, no one cares for me. That's how we feel, but that's not always the reality. Um, We have protection and we have people caring for us and we have a God who protects and cares for us. And so in verse 5, Lord, I cry to you for help. You, Lord, are my protector. You are all I want in this life. In verse 6, listen to my cry for sorry, listen to my cry for help, for I am sunk in despair. Save me from my enemies, they are too strong for me. And verse 7, set me free from my distress, then in the assembly of your people I praise you because of your goodness to me. I think it's so important to recognize that even in our despair, even in our frustration, even in our anger, even when we're yelling at God and screaming at him in anger, saying, what are you doing? Why are you allowing this to happen? Why aren't you stopping this? Why aren't you changing things? Why aren't you fixing things? Even in those moments, God is loving us and he is healing us and he is desiring for us to continue to go to him and continue to see that he is at work even when it looks like it's just pure evil god is still in control we can despair but we don't have to despair like those who have no hope because we know this place is not our home this is not where we're supposed to find our peace and our joy and yes Yes, there are so many times where this place is filled with wonderful, glorious, beautiful things, but it's not our home. It's where we grow in God. It's where we get ready for eternity with Him. So I don't know if this was encouraging to you. I pray that it was. I pray that 
you can be mindful to go to God. Go to God in your anger. Yell at him. Say naughty words if you have to. He's going to love you through it. And our God loves us so much more than we can understand. So when we're grieving, when we're angry, when we're furious, it's okay to be furious even at God. It's just not okay to stop talking to him. So keep going to God. Keep seeking his word, his will, and his way. Keep crying out to him. But don't lose sight of the fact that he understands our pain. He understands our suffering. Don't lose sight of the fact that God is working even this out for his glory. It might not feel like it. It might not seem like it. But we can't see the whole picture. And we have to trust God. He is so much more powerful than we can imagine. And I pray that there will be others who will learn to trust God because of these tragedies. There will be others who will be changed, who will be made new. And I pray that this will keep us more prayerful. That maybe one thing that God is doing in the midst of all this is to help us to cry out to him more often. To help us to depend on him. Because we surely and truly cannot get through all of this without him. Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you and praise you for who you are, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, it's been a rough week. And as we start this new week, Lord God, as we celebrate Memorial Day for those who are in the United States, Lord God, let us let us celebrate you, Lord God. Let us be mindful that it's not just another day for cookouts and campfires. It's not just another kickoff to our summer season, Lord God. But let us be mindful that we need to take time to memorialize the losses that we've experienced, Lord God. Not just the tragic losses with all the violence, with the, the shootings, Lord God, with the school shootings and the shooting in Buffalo and the church shooting in California. Lord, there's been so much tragedy, so much violence lately, Lord God. And Father God, it's not just the lately tragedies, it's not just the violence lately, it's all of it, Lord God. And then there's all that comes with COVID, Lord God, and all that we've experienced in the past two years, Lord God. It's losses upon losses upon losses, Lord God. But even in the midst of all of this, we know that you are sovereign. We know that we can go to you, Lord. We know that we can trust in you, Lord. We know, Lord God, that you weep with those who weep and mourn with those who mourn. Lord God, we bring our holiest, hot mess lives here before you, Lord God. Search our hearts, search our minds, purge us of any unrighteousness, Lord God, and help us, Lord. Help us to live our holiest, hot mess lives in a way that's pleasing to you, in a way that's helpful to others, Lord God. Help us to remember this world is not our home, Lord God, and help us to find our encouragement in you, Lord, for you are the only help we know and need. In Jesus' precious name, amen. God bless you. I pray that this was a blessing for you. I know we went way over time. I pray that you will like, share, and subscribe, and that you'll come back to hear more tips and strategies for how to live your holiest hot mess life. God bless.